Welcome to the Kyiv Post podcast, where you can tune into stories that give you a deeper understanding of Ukraine. I'm your host, Alina Kent. I'm a multimedia producer and lifestyle journalist here at the Kyiv Post. Vaccination in Ukraine began on February 24th at a snail pace, with only two people receiving a full dose by mid-April. But by May 7th, a total of 821,768 people had received the first dose of the vaccine, while 428 people received two doses of the vaccine. One of the biggest concerns when the vaccines were first released and bought up by rich Western countries, such as the US and the UK, was what did the future look like for countries that couldn't afford to purchase the highly effective vaccines in bulk at once? The issue of vaccine patents is yet another critical concern raised. However, U.S. President Biden threw his support behind a World Trade Organization proposal on May 5th to waive intellectual property protections for COVID-19 vaccines, clearing the hurdle for vaccine-strapped countries to manufacture their own vaccines even though the vaccine patents are privately held. Health Minister Maxim Stepanov announced that U.S. pharmaceutical Pfizer will provide another batch of 10 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines to Ukraine coming in addition to the 10 million doses that Pfizer already agreed to supply to the country in April. Ukraine will receive the first 500,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine in May to June, 4.5 million doses in July to September, and the remaining 15 million doses before the end of the year. The country received a new batch of AstraZeneca vaccine produced in South Korea and coming in 367,200 doses on April 23rd. Ukraine currently administers vaccines from three producers, AstraZeneca, Sinovac, and Pfizer. And this news of Pfizer vaccines is very good because one of the reasons some Ukrainians are not getting vaccinated is because they don't want the Sinovac vaccine or the AstraZeneca vaccines produced in India and would rather wait for vaccines such as Pfizer or Moderna. The slow vaccine rollout also didn't help, but we are now seeing a spike of vaccinations as it becomes more accessible. To tell us about her experience of getting vaccinated, we have our own deputy chief editor, Olga Rudenka, here with us, who received her first vaccine dose just last week. Welcome, Olga. Thank you for having me. So after months of waiting and watching the slow uptick of vaccinations, how were you able to get the vaccine? Yeah, so my situation is interesting because it kind of illustrates how unnerving and messy the whole situation with the vaccine is. It's not just that there is not enough vaccine for everybody. Like now, up to now, we, Ukraine only got 1.2 million vaccines, while we have 42 million population. But it's also that the, the rollout is very messy and it's not clear how you can get the vaccine. Olga had been looking into getting vaccinated since the vaccination campaign started in Ukraine in late February. There were several options that she could take. There was one option, a kind of shortcut, that she could take as a journalist. The Ukrainian government has been vaccinating opinion leaders, many of them journalists, to show the population that the vaccines were safe. So as a journalist, you could get vaccinated ahead of the line. But I, I didn't use that option because I never made up my mind as to whether that would be ethical for me to get the vaccine in that way, because I, as, as a young person not in a risk group, I don't think I should uh, get the vaccine before people in the risk groups. So I, I didn't take that shortcut. A lot of people I know took that pass and got vaccinated that way and of course I don't judge them because the more people get vaccinated the better but at the same time I decided not to go that way so I was looking into another option uh, which is to get uh, a so-called leftover dose through a family doctor or through a clinic. Another option is to sign up on a list and wait for a leftover dose. You can sign up and wait for days or several weeks until you get a call from the doctor inviting you to get vaccinated because somebody else turned down the vaccine. I was really hopeful to get vaccinated that way, 
but something else happened. I heard of a clinic, I actually learned of it on Twitter, one clinic in Central Kyiv that as an experiment was taken in everybody to get vaccinated. Like literally everybody, you didn't even have to make a to like register with the clinic uh, to make an appointment. You just walk in, you have your passport, and you get vaccinated. So um, I learned uh, about it on Twitter, and the next morning I went there, and indeed I got vaccinated this way. As it turns out, the reason behind this so-called experiment is that shortly before that, Ukraine got a big batch of AstraZeneca vaccines from South Korea, three hundred sixty-seven thousand doses, and according to the government according to the health ministry, they wanted to use up the whole batch in several days to demonstrate the full capacity of the healthcare system. My personal guess is that it's not just about that, because I saw that at least on some packages with the vaccine, the expiration date was May, so I think they kind of had, had to use up that batch as fast as possible. So I know that at least some clinics uh, in Kyiv did this experiment and for several days they were taking everybody who would walk in. So I got lucky. But while I'm very happy that I got the vaccine, it's really unnerving to to know that this is the only way you can do it. You have to like w watch for any tips about where you can get it. You have to, you know, really stay alert and make a lot of phone calls to different clinics. I know people who called like 50 clinics to ask them if they are, if they have any spare vaccine doses. It really frustrates you when you have to do it this way, when you have to like look around and put in so much effort into getting the vaccine. And the reason that people are doing this is because if they get vaccinated according to the regular government plan of vaccination, then their turn would come end of the year. And they don't want to wait for that long, especially since we know that a lot of people turn down the vaccine. Unfortunately, a lot of people turning down the vaccine are those in the risk group that need it senior citizens, due to misinformation in the media and especially on social media about the safety of the vaccine. One of the biggest questions is the symptoms, whether or not there are really bad symptoms after getting the shot. Did you experience any symptoms the following days after the vaccine? Yes, I did get some side effects that were common side effects. I had um, high fever and chills. It manifested itself uh, the night after I got vaccinated, so I got vaccinated around I think 11 a.m. and around 7 p.m. that day, those side effects kicked in. It was quite bad for several hours, a very high fever, but then I took some paracetamol and uh, it got much better. And then after that one day, I still had some leftover fever and some weakness. So I would just advise anybody who takes it to like plan it the way that you can spend the next day in bed if you need to. But in general, it was not, it was not that bad. I did read a lot before the vaccination and after I read a lot about the more dangerous side effects like blood clots that are associated with uh, AstraZeneca vaccine, which is the one that I got. Well, I, I wish there were no side effects like that, but I just had to, you know, look at how frequent they manifest themselves. And I believe it's something like once in uh, 100,000 cases. And then you look at the uh, COVID statistics uh, and the mortality rate of COVID, even in my age group, and you weigh in the risks. And personally for myself, I decided that the risks, uh, any risks associated uh, or possibly associated with getting vaccinated are much smaller than the risks, risks associated with uh, getting COVID. Yes, and you actually have a higher chance of developing blood clots if you get sick with COVID than with the vaccine. So either way, you have a risk. You were saying that the expiration dates were in May and that they were trying to show the prowess of the Ukrainian health ministry. 
Is this kind of uptick of vaccinations expected to continue? Or are they going to return to the pace that they were on before? This is a very good question because when I got vaccinated last week in this clinic, I obviously told a lot of friends about it and some of them went there uh, this week to get vaccinated and they were told that uh, the clinic is out of the vaccine and it may get more in the coming weeks. And I looked at the statistics, uh, the numbers of daily vaccinations in Ukraine. And last week, when they started this demonstration of the prowess of healthcare system, there was a huge spike in vaccinations. Like before that, it was 15,000 a day. Last week, for several days, it was 50 or 70,000 a day. It was, when you look at the graphic, it's, it's a huge spike and it looked very promising. Uh, this week, uh, of course, we are looking at May holidays. So the, a lot of people are away and the beginning of May is a very, very slow time. In Ukraine, but this week for a couple of days it was 24,000 a day and then 37,000 yesterday. So it looks very promising. It looks promising, especially if we get additional supplies of vaccines soon, which we should get because, as you said earlier, we are expecting half a million doses of Pfizer coming probably this month, according to the government, but also we're expecting 1.2 two, I think, million of doses of AstraZeneca coming from Poland, also in May or June. So I think when, when those supplies get in, it's going to really get us on a very good track in terms of vaccinations. What would you like to tell those considering getting vaccinated? Yes, well, as I said, it's of course, it's a personal decision for everyone, but I would just advise everyone to really look at the risks and compare the risks of getting you know, side effects uh, from the vaccine and the risks of getting severe complications from COVID and make an informed decision. Thank you. Thank you. That was this week's episode of the Kyiv Post podcast. I'm your host, Alina Kent. You can learn more about vaccinations in Ukraine at vaccination.covid19.gov.ua. You can also subscribe to our podcast on all streaming platforms and follow along on our website. Stay safe, stay home, and subscribe to the Kyiv Post.